Warning, the Underground Marketing Show contains adult language, adult content, and a policy against expensive and ineffective advertising. Listener discretion is advised. Now, here he is, author of Crazy Cheap Marketing, and the only gutsy expert who says, stop advertising and get busy marketing, or get busy dying, Andy Curry. Yes, today is Friday. Welcome to episode number three of the Underground Marketing Show. I want to tell you how a bad economy taught me incredible customer attraction methods that cost almost no money to do. When I was managing our family home center, it's a hardware store. It's a true value store. We had a lumberyard. We were on a city block. And after being a recently married young guy with two children, the two children came into the marriage from my wife at the time. While I was managing the store, a local employer closed their doors after they had been there almost 30 years. That was a huge, huge dent in my universe because our town was small. It was only about 8,500 people in a county of 17,000. When that local employer closed, they had been putting around $2 million into the local economy every month. Every month. So as you can imagine, over time, businesses just got comfortable with that. And as other business came and went, other businesses were going, well, that's, that's fine. we got Neoplan. They're putting a lot of money in the economy. Things are doing well. No one thought they would close. But I will say, I remember thinking to myself, what would we do if they close? We should really think about that. But that's as far as I took it. But no one saw it coming when they closed. And it was a financial tsunami for us, for our, for our small town. Some businesses closed right away because they were totally reliant on the bus company. Some were hanging on by their fingernails. Our business was on pretty shaky ground. I hadn't been manager all that long when it happened. And still I was trying to figure out how to deal with you know employees, mad customers, trying to get our sales up. And the manager before me was quitting 30 years after working first for 30 years. And it was quick when he quit. So he didn't have time to teach me hardly anything. I thought I knew what I would have to do. But there was a lot I didn't know. It was like kicking that baby bird out of the nest. And you better damn well fly. Or you're going to slam into the ground. And quite frankly, I slammed into the ground. But... I always thought the manager before me wasn't very good at his advertising. His ads in the paper and the radio didn't seem to, to be particularly productive. Yet, when I took over, I regret to say, honestly, that mine were much better. I finally decided I've got to find better ways to bring in people. Because this was my responsibility. Plus, I wanted to make more money for myself in the long run, right? Who doesn't? And not only that, 
I really wanted this respect of my, of my fellow business owners. What a lot of people didn't know is I was secretly fighting a severe lack of confidence from being bullied when I was a kid. And it made me feel lower in a gopher's basement, quite frankly. That's just how it was for me. And before Neoplan was closed, I was already working on ways to get customers to spend more when they come in or to buy more often. Because I knew, one thing I did know, is that's how you grow a business. So I decided, let's not spend much money in advertising. Because when Neoplan closed, all of a sudden, we didn't have the cash flow to do that with. So that decision was kind of forced, actually. And it was scary because the traditional advertising methods is what everybody does. Put your ad in the paper, do direct mail, do some radio, do TV. It was kind of weird to step out of that zone and not do that because I really felt like maybe I'm violating some kind of rule here and the business would go bad. So I got busy, and I got busy quick. And I started coming up with ways to get this done. Some things worked, some didn't. But I noticed when I ran sales reports, something jumped out at me. And you've probably heard me say this. I discovered that we were doing better by not advertising. That's what I said, not advertising. It amazed me. And I got thinking, maybe it was onto something big. So I kept doing it. But when Neoplan closed, it made it really hard because the economy was tough. It was depressed. A lot of people didn't have jobs anymore. Other businesses were laying people off. We were looking at laying people off. And it made me sick to my stomach. Because my employees had families. And some of them had babies. What were they going to do? So I doubled down, and I started looking for ways to increase sales and profits without having to spend any money. I thought, surely that can be done. It was a crazy idea, I know. So I started attending marketing seminars. I watched videos, bought audio programs. I read a ton of books. One of the book series I found was the Guerrilla Marketing books. You ever read those? I thought I had found the Holy Grail when I saw that. And fortunately, when I was reading through it, It wasn't very useful for me. Now, it might be for others, but for me it wasn't. Because it seemed to me just mostly common sense ideas. Like, make sure your signage is good. Make sure you have business cards. Have events. All that stuff is common sense. So I went on a search to see if I could find other business owners who was doing what I was doing. And over time, I found people. It took a long time to find a lot of people. But I'm telling you, I found some awesome, inspiring, surprising ways to increase business without spending money or much of it. I even was asked to write an article for our industry magazine called Home Channel News. It's not called that anymore. I don't remember what it's called. But that's what it was called at the time. And in one of the articles, I talked about how we were able to increase our average sale over 23%. Now, one of the keys to it was spending money on the customer, 
not the advertising medium. Think about that. I didn't give the money to the advertising medium. Like, in other words, I didn't spend money to the newspaper or direct mail or TV. I spent it on the customer. Yeah. You see, when you advertise, you're throwing your line out in the water. You don't know what's going to bite or who's going to bite. You don't know if they're going to bite. That's a game of hope. Hope is not a strategy. But the method I used incentivized customers to buy more while they were in the store, even when they weren't in the store. And what's more, customers, get this, customers didn't mind buying stuff that was not on sale. That's because the incentive didn't kick in if they just bought sale items. Get it? So the incentive to get them to buy had to be strong enough to make them want this. And it turns out that wasn't all that hard to do. So what did we do? I implemented a rewards program. When rewards programs were hardly even known about. Incentivization. So I went and figured out what our average sale was. And I wanted to get that up. I wanted that to increase because that's one of the ways to grow a business. So when a customer bought X amount over the average sale, they would get points and their points would accumulate and eventually they would earn a dollar amount to put against their next purchase. And the cool thing about that is we didn't give them money. We just gave them a little bit of discount on their purchase. So let's say your average sales is $50, but you want to increase it to $75. So for every $75 a customer spends, he gets a point. Now, it can be 25 points, 100 points, whatever it is, however you set it up. But it's going to get him X amount of dollars he can put towards a purchase. When the customer gets his points, he doesn't get points for items, in our case anyway, that were on sale or low-margin items. Why would we give points to someone to buy stuff we're not making hardly any money on. That's ridiculous. So be careful when you do this. And interestingly, customers understood that. And we even made them sign an agreement. Hey, this is how it works. If you want to do it, here's how it works. And they understood that. When we started that program, it became popular fast. And the effect was immediate. And it worked so well, that program stayed in place for 20 plus years later. And check this out. A great side effect was they knew other stores had the same items we did, but if they bought it from us, it would go to their points and they could get a better deal eventually. And get this, we added something even more on top of that. They buy at certain levels. When they get to a certain level of buying, they got a little prize. And there's something about that that I'm going to reveal in future programs, how that worked and how we made it work. It's very cool. But remember, because they would get a better deal eventually from us, so there's no incentive not to buy from other competitors. Now, that didn't happen with everybody, but it happened a lot. And it turns out, check this out, it turns out that getting points seemed like a game to a lot of people, and games are fun to play. And it's even more fun when you win. So that element was in the tactic, and it turns out 
it was a good motivator. Now there's a guy, an author, named Jonah Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R. He wrote the book Contagious. Go get that book. Because in the book, he's talking about how when people play games and, and they're motivated to win, it keeps them interested. I didn't know I was doing that at the time, but that's how it worked. Kept them interested. By the way, if you haven't read my book yet, Crazy Cheap Marketing, Jonah Berger, who is, I just mentioned, he's a New York Times bestselling author, he endorsed my book. So go check it out. You got a small business, you're looking for ways to get customers to buy more and more often? There you go. So, it was a bad economy that lit a fire under my butt. And it forced me to find ways to increase business. And as frightening as it was, as scary as it was, as freaked out as I was, I'm thankful it happened. And at the time, though, I was freaking worried sick. And I didn't know if my future was about to be dumped on or not. But I learned that taking action and focusing on solutions rather than focusing on the problem, that was so key. That took my fear away. The fear was in the back of my mind as it was, but it really got rid of a lot of it just by taking action. And it ultimately produced some amazing techniques, some tactics that I still use and that I preach to people and I help people with. So my question to you is, what are you doing to increase your business using low-cost, low-tech methods? Are you even going there? Or are you being lazy, throwing money at advertising, hoping something sticks? Remember, you're just throwing out a hook in the water, hoping something will bite. Put your money into the customer. Don't put it into the advertising medium. Put it into the customer. I'm telling you, that's the way to go. Stop advertising and get busy marketing or get busy dying.